Are you, I want you to say this. My best days are ahead of me. And there's nothing that can stop me. I'm, we're we're going to go back and talk about faith again today. We're going to talk about the fourth dimension. My sermon title today is called Think About What You Think About. Is that important? Absolutely it's important. Now, I, I, I got to figure out how to start my sermon. Go to Mark 11. Mark 11. The scripture Kenneth Hagin put in the Bible. Mark 11, 22. It says, let me just read it. In verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, I'm going to read something to you from a translation that I had a problem with for a long, long time. Even though I heard that it didn't say have faith in God, I didn't like the other translation, so I ignored it. I did with the Bible what everybody does. I just ignored what I didn't like. We all do. Kenneth Hagin wrote this in, in Lesson 21. He says, let's focus our attention on the statement, have faith in God, or as the margin reads, have the faith of God. Greek scholars tell us it should be translated, have the God kind of faith. Now, I liked the idea of my faith being in God and not in not me having to use my faith. Because then responsibility is back on me. And, and so I just didn't, I ignored it because almost all translations read have faith in God. But literally the Greek says have the faith of God or have, God, have faith like God has faith. Now, because I'm preaching this and I know that I'm preaching this because of the Holy Spirit. I know that I know that I know that I know Holy Spirit has me preaching this to you. And I want you to listen very, very carefully to everything I say today because it'll mean all of the difference in the world to you. I'm not just preaching a good, cute sermon. I've been to churches where what they said was really sweet. This is sweet and powerful. So I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna tell you the Lord when he woke me up this morning, he made a statement. He said, faith is God's superpower. Faith is God's superpower. And he, well, I'm gonna, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so I've got to tell you a story. There was a man, I got this story this morning. This is hot off the press. Who, who was a, bil, a billionaire, and he had, you know, four kids, two boys, two girls, and a whole bunch of grandkids. And when he died, they were all waiting for for the dad and the grandpa to die so they could get his money. And the day came when grandpa dies and the lawyer calls the family and said, we're having a meeting to tell you what you got. And everybody shows up. 
I mean, everybody's like, yeah. And they get there and the lawyer reads the will. And, and, th- and he says, this is grand- your grandfather, your father and your grandfather's wish that every one of you can pick one item that belongs to me and I'm going to tell you this ahead of time. I have hidden my estate here somewhere. And whoever finds it can have it. And the kids are like, That's Scott. No, they don't like it. Now, that's not right. You hid it somewhere in your mansion and we got to find it. And whoever finds it gets the, the, the money. So the first boy goes, okay, I want the Maserati. And the lawyer says, go get in the Maserati, hands it to him. The girl goes, I want the jewelry box. I want the Rolexes. I want the Paddock Philippe's. I want the gold. I want the diamonds. I want the silver. Just go get me the jewelry box. And the, the third one says, I, the, the third boy goes, go out and get me the stallion. That thing made grandpa a lot of money. I want the stallion. I'm going to breed him. They go down the list and everybody picks something that belonged to grandpa and then the grandkids come in. Finally, the last grandkid, the last boy. But this boy was a little different. He's kind of different than everybody else. You see, every time he'd go to grandpa's house, he'd climb up in his lap and just, he just loved it, grandfather. Grandfather would sit in, in his chair and open up his Bible and read his Bible to his grandson. Grandson just loved grandpa to read the Bible to him, read stories to him, read about David and Goliath and read about Jesus. And so the, the, the grandson steps up and he's the last one and he goes, I want grandpa's Bible. And everybody's going, you moron, you idiot. And he says, no, I want the Bible he read to me. And the lawyer goes off the shelf and pulls it out and opens it up. And what's in it? The estate. He hid his wealth. God is a superpower. The Bible says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. How did God make everything? With his faith. It is a power. Every superhero movie is looking for the power. The, the Avengers are looking for, what is it, last guy, the, the, the guy with the hat, the Raiders of the Lost Heart. They're, they're looking for the secret to the power. You know where it's been all the time? God hid it in the book. And everyone whose heart's right, he shows them where his power is and how to use it. It's not in college. It's not in your career. It's not in your education. It's not in your checkbook. It's in your Bible. God has a power. Now, now listen to this scripture, uh, Hebrews, um, Hebrews 11.3. If you can, put that on screen. I want to show you something. Am I doing all right? 
So far, the story's good. Everybody likes the story. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God and that the things which are seen were not made of things visible. So God made everything you see out of himself and the secret power is faith. And he dealt to every man a measure of his faith. You have a power and he wants you to learn how to use it. And he made a statement. Are y'all ready? Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Nothing. You can walk out of here today and climb higher than you've ever been, go further than you've ever been before in your life. The circumstances have nothing to do with where you are. But there is a secret. His faith made the chair you're in. It's, let's go into physics for a minute because there's people who like to, you know, you know science doesn't bother God. He made science. They, they found out that the smallest thing on the earth is not an atom. They finally found out what an atom made out of. It's made out of a quark. Do you know what a quark is? It's sound. The chair you're sitting in is made out of God's voice. Woo, that's scary. So, 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 G- Jesus said, have God's faith. Oh, y'all. And he gave us the secret. And then he goes on and, and, and makes a crazy statement. If you don't like that mountain sitting over there, just move it. And we're like, what? We're still over in the have faith in God. And Jesus said, that's not what I said. Then he said, then they said, well, you cursed that fig tree and it died. He didn't pray. Oh, that means he's not religious. Then they said, Ah, the fig tree, you told it, and it just died. And Jesus said, you can do that. He said, not only can you do that, you can move a mountain if you wanted to. Well, so today I'm going to teach you, if you want, how to do it. Because right now he's been teaching me some stuff. Whoa, I'm so excited, I can't stand it. I've been, I've been laying awake all night going, uh, I mean, I thought this morning was Christmas. I couldn't wait to get here and just tell you my first story. Lisa told me she didn't want me to tell her on the way here. I said, I'm not gonna tell you my story. But you know, we would all think that the boy was like a fruitcake. He's not a fruitcake. The secret to grandpa's power was in the word of God. The secret to his wealth was in the word. 
The boy chose with his heart, not his flesh. Everybody that pulls a Bible off the shelf taps into the power of God. Amen. That's right. All right. Okay. Y'all are sitting there like, huh? Okay. You you need to. So so he says, have faith in God. Whatever you desire. He didn't say what God wants. Your desire, animals don't desire. Oh, they want food. Yeah, they want food. They all want food. I was at Justin's house the other day. I couldn't get the chickens away from the camper, so I threw food, and they all after the food. You can throw food, and everybody runs after food. Even Wilson runs after food. You know, you throw a steak out there, Wilson will come after it. Don't worry. Joselito, he likes food too. So does Paul. All right. (laughs) So desire, and last week we talked about how God, and, and we know that there's no time in the spirit realm. We know that. And we know that the world we're living in is four-dimensional. There's the one-dimensional is a plane, two-dimensional is a plane with depth, and three-dimensional is a cube. And we live in a 3D world. But the fourth, the fourth dimension rules the third dimension. And the, the fourth dimension is the spirit realm. And we just got through reading that God made everything you're looking at out of that dimension. And then he put you in that dimension because your dreams and your voice are both fourth dimensional. They're in the realm of God. They're in that realm. Your voice and your, your imagination has no time on it. There's no, there's no time. You can pray now for someone in Seattle and bam, the Holy Ghost will hit them because there's no distance in the spirit. There's no time in the spirit and all of those things don't exist. And, God, and Jesus told you, you can operate there just like God and, and that's how I did it too. And you can do what I just did. Oh, come on, y'all. Say, I think I'm going to go down this road. So the very first thing he said that we learned was that God used his imagination before he said anything. So do you. So do you. You use it all the time for good and bad. Damn dog. Where are the are my keys? Job, I hate this job. My boss is a jerk. What are you doing? Oh, come on, y'all, come on. And you go, I don't know what the, we need to move out of Apopka. We need to go someplace else. It's not where you live, it's how you live. It, the problem in you is what's going on on the inside of you. You're creating the world you're living in, whether you like it or not. You can use your faith for good, you can use your faith, but if you're gonna use your faith, you're gonna change the way you think. I'm going to get way ahead of myself. Let me, let me get way ahead. God thinks different than you. And then just in case you're stupid. 
He wrote his thoughts down so you could have a non-dumb thought. Come on. What would happen if you thought God's thoughts and spoke God's word? Shandai. Oh, you're that. Oh, that's that name it. You're old. That name it. Claim it. Blab it. Grab it. Group. Yes. It's how you got saved, numb nut. You believe he died on the cross, rose of the dead, and you said with your mouth, I'm saved, and you weren't saved. You were a heathen from hell when you said you were saved. And then you got saved because you said you were saved, and you said you believe he died on the cross, rose of the dead, and sat down at the right hand of God. And the moment you said it with your mouth, you went from a heathen to a son of God. And you don't believe in name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. You are name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. Well, then why do you think that's the only thing you can do? Oh, boy, I'm way ahead of myself. See, I went way out there and gave you the punchline. Everybody, y'all out there, say my best days are ahead. They're here right now. Okay. Faith is the victory, so we now must understand how faith works. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I think God has given you a measure of the God kind of faith. You're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It, the faith is the gift of God. God gave you a measure of how he made the earth. Amen. And you can change your income and change the color of your hair Amen. without dye. Oh, boy. So we need to study how God uses faith and study how Jesus uses faith, and then study what Jesus said about faith. And then he said, faith is of the heart, and your soul is the heart of man. So is it important what's in your heart? Shandai, for out of the abundance of your, your mouth, and you have what you, wouldn't it then be important What's in your soul in abundance? Oh, boy. Barbara, look, say, just say, you're doing good. Thank you, Barbara. By God, this is good. Can you change circumstance? That's what Jesus said. I know he used a mountain that blew you away, but what about cancer? What about debt? What about... Folks, everything, everything. God doesn't have favorite kids, but there are kids who have a favorite God. The grandson went, I just love Papa. I just want his Bible. And he's like, oh, by the way, you just got the mansion. He went after the mansion. So God has hidden this from God. Stupid people. I ain't going down to that church. I only waste my time. I know all the only thing read your Bible. Just sit around and read the Bible. Just sit around and read the Bible. I just want a Maserati. I just want well you can get a Maserati. You can get a Maserati without God. And they'll even put it in the grave. You can't take it with you. You know, there was a man that was very rich and he told his wife one day, he says, you know, he said, um, I'm taking my money with me. 
She said, well, you can't take your money. He says, I'm going to take it with me. I'm not leaving it here for you. So he took all of his money and turned it into gold coins and put it in the attic. After he died, she went up and looked and see if the money was gone. It's still there. So someone says, well, did the money here? He says, yeah. Well, she said, well, maybe he should have put it in the basement. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you have to put up with my, my sense of humor, and I realize this is just, all right. I'm just going to quote it. I think so. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Jesus is Lord. Glory be to God. Say it again. My best days are ahead of me. Philippians 4.8. Let's go to 4.6. Quit worrying about everything and in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made unto God and the peace of God which passes on understanding to guard your heart and your mind and your mind and your mind and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not a trick question so you can answer. Can you decide what you think about? Yes, you can. Now, let me read this. Let me read this. And what I'm going to say is very simple. Easy to preach (laughs) and not so easy to live. Finally, my other brethren, whatever is true. What's true? Well, it ain't on ABC, NBC, and CBS. I will guarantee you that. That's the biggest pack of lies there is on the planet. If you're listening to it, you're messed up. Now, true. What is true? Then what's noble? What's noble mean? Something high, dignified, and magnificent. What is just, righteous, pure, not impure? Good report. Now, listen, listen to me. Every day of our life, we have things happen to us or we have things we do. You, know, you got to get up. You, you got to feed the dog. You got to get the kids ready for school. You got to get your husband around. You got to get your wife. You got to get your car. You got to get the oil change. You, you got to get to work on time. And you have lots of stuff to think about. And, and we all know that. But listen, but listen, outside of just normal stuff, you choose what you think about. And the average person lives negative. It is going to be quite the deal for you to choose to think good in the midst of not good. For instance, walk into work and you go, God almighty, another day, another 50 cent. Living in this boss and I'm by God, I'm paid right now, I'm going to find me another job. Why don't you wake up in the morning and go, I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out and no weapon formed against me will prosper and every tongue to rise against me and everything I put my hand to will prosper. And if they make me stay in this job, I'll own this business in Jesus' name. I worked construction. I was a block mason. Now, you know, that's, there's, there's two good things you'll get out of being a block mason. Number one is a tan. Number two, you will become buff. I'd come home and Lisa would go, oh, love your job. I was 183 pounds of steel. 
grab a header that weighs 75 pounds and climb a scaffold with it like a monkey boy. I mean, and when I lost that job, I went, whoo. And she looked at me and she said, don't you want to go back and lay block again one day? <laughs> a man looked at me one day and he said, I said, I, don't, well, I can't stand laying block. He said, why don't you learn to lay them? Why do you always want to be a laborer? Why don't you be a mason? Why don't you learn? I learned to lay the block. And then I started watching my boss read Prince. I made up my mind that if God never moved, I'm going to own this by God company. This man is making a million dollars and I'm making him money. He's building all these hotels on iDrive. He's driving a nice car and I'm like barely eating. I think I'll just own. Well, I didn't. The Lord had other plans. When I, you know, the people would walk up to me at the job and go, Mr. Morgan, will you sign here? And my boss would go, you ain't the boss. I said, you don't know. You don't know. I think I had the boss. If you work at Chick-fil-A, walk in there like, I own it. Work for whoever you work for now like you own the joint. And they'll think you're a good employee. Am I telling the truth? I mean, yeah, yeah. But it starts with the way you think. Think poor, you'll be poor. All right. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous. You know, you can think about robbing a bank. You can be born again and think about robbing banks. God ain't stopping your head. I'm going to say something to you right now. Don't get mad at me. If you pour, it's because you pour inside. You is all, if someone gave you a million dollars, you still be poor because you think poor, you walk poor, you act poor. And then you would take a million dollars and you would squeeze 10 cents out of it. Squeeze it to death because you poor. Until you quit being poor inside, you ain't never going to change anything outside even if someone gave you money. That's the reason why someone can lay hands on you and you'll get healed and a week later you're sick again. Not that you're sick in your body, you're sick in your soul. Your soul sick. Until your soul quits being sick and broke and poor and mad and angry and upset, you're always going to have a bad life because you're creating it. You're this victim. I'm the victim. Don't know what they did to me back in 1966. By God, get over what happened to you in 1966. Well, ain't nobody likes me. Ain't nobody likes me. Everywhere I go, they don't like me. Well, you know why they don't like you? Because you don't even like you. The biggest problem right now in the American society, you live in the greatest nation on the earth and you're more miserable than anybody I ever met. And, and you live it, you have a, <coughs> you sleep in a bed, you have an air conditioner, you have a refrigerator full of food, you have a checkbook full of money, you have a good spouse, and you're mad. Upset and bent out of shape about something somebody done done to me. You know what needs to change? Your head. 
God don't sit around thinking bad all day. The Bible says he sits up in heaven and looks at the government and goes, ha, 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 y'all idiots. I got this thing. I look at Washington and I laugh with God. Ha, 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 you'll be in hell soon. Boy, that's good preaching right there. He says, what are you going to do about all this? Come, Lord Jesus. I think I'll just count it all joy. Come on, y'all. I'm doing good. Until you do something. Now, I wrote my, I wrote, this is my title. Think about what you think about. One more time. The next time you're having a bad day, it isn't the day that's your problem. It's how you're viewing your day. Faith is the victory. You don't see Jesus sitting around going, COVID is coming back. They're going to make me wear a mask. Guys, we'll have to shut crusades down for a whole year again. Go to your house, quarantine. We don't want to make anybody mad. I don't, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not, I'm going to stay on this for a while. We're going to get in to overcoming fear. Because fear is nothing but perverted faith. The thing you greatly feared, it will come. You are bringing it to yourself because you see yourself sick. You see yourself dead. You see yourself broke. You see yourself with COVID. You're hiding in the bedroom and COVID is finding you. In the bedroom. Hiding under the bed. The dog brought it in. I mean, my God, it's coming, baby. But John G. Lake said, you know what I see? The life of God is on my hands. The life of God is inside of me. The same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. I COVID gets on me, it will die. No weapon formed against me, I prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I judge it, condemn it, and prove it to be wrong. And if I did get sick, I'd get well. Glory be to God. With long life, he will satisfy me. Show me his salvation. So, and that's not my sermon today. Y'all got to come back for that one. What do you think? How does Satan operate his kingdom? Through fear. How does God operate his? Through faith. You don't have any more business with fear than you do crack, cocaine, and, and, and heroin. I mean, I would just ask a police officer, is carrying crack illegal? So is fear. I don't want to pull up in your car and see any fear in the back seat. And take you to jail. <laughs> say amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's preaching real good. All right, whatever is true, you know, you have to make yourself think about true. When the devil says something to you, you worthless, sorry piece of crap. Say, that ain't true. 
I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works. Satan, that's not true. If you don't say it, the devil thinks he's winning because you're over there going, what is true? Are you complete? If God is for me, that's, that's the truth. The prayers of a righteous man like you, like you, avails, makes tremendous power of that. When's the last time you thought about God is in my hand? I'm being serious. He'll never use you without you thinking about it. I'm going to get ahead of myself. The reason he gave you this book was to help you with your thinking. They will lay hands on the sick, say, that's me. That's me. My God, I'm awesome. (laughs) You know, the first time you look at someone and tell them you're awesome, I want y'all to leave today, not with anybody here, because they don't know. I want you to walk up to a relative and go, I'm awesome. And they will fall out in the power. Because you actually said something good about yourself. Is that pride? Well, Well, let's ask a question. Who wrote in the Bible that Moses was the humblest man on the earth? He did. So I am the humblest pastor you've ever met. I wouldn't say that. That's why I'm up here preaching and you're not. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Come on. Listen, before I turn you loose today, the devil, when you you walk out, every devil's going to go, uh-oh. They were in there while he was preaching. And now they're dangerous. Because they're the kid that said, I want the Bible. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to quote this. What kind of time do I have? You remember Numbers? Go, go to Numbers 13. Go to Numbers 13. Go to Numbers 13. Oh, yeah, go. Oh, Jesus is Lord. Oh, by the way, if you're a visitor, that clock don't mean nothing. Amen. <laughs> the reason I keep talking to all the visitors is because I'm believing God that you're going to keep bringing visitors. Yes. That's what I'm believing God, that you're going to bring your in-laws, your outlaws, and they're going to start getting born again. All right, where's Numbers, Old Testament or New? Okay, let's, let's read it up here. And they gave the children of Israel a what? What did they say? God said, I've given you the land. And they said, there's giants in the land. So? Let me tell you something. There's always giants in the land. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Doesn't have a thing to do with nothing. Jesus didn't say, the Pharisees are here. Oh, no. We're just not going to have very many miracles today. 
we're all going to have to go home. They're going to stifle the anointing. He did not say that, did he? What stopped him? What's stopping you? It ain't the giants. It ain't the economy. It ain't the Democrats. And it ain't the Republicans. The only thing stopping you is the lack of faith in God. It's the only thing that can. Now look at this. The land which we've gone through, that's fine. It devours. <laughs> it's bad. Have y'all been watching the news? Oh, 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 pastor. What are we going to do? You know, more millionaires were made in the last depression because someone went, what a great time to buy land. I mean, farmers are selling it for like a dime an acre right now. Mm. It's quiet in this church. <laughs> Let me finish this. Let me read. go to 33. And we saw the giants. We saw with our eyes there's problems. <gasps> I'm, I'm doing good. What you looking at? You looking at the problem? Or are you looking at the man with the plan? You looking at the word of God? Or are you looking at the problem? What are you looking at? What's got your focus? God didn't see. There, I mean, he's looking out and there's, there's no sun, there's no moon, there's no star, there's nothing. And he went, sun be. And sun was. And he went, I like that. And then he said, you can do that. Don't like the, you don't like your job? Change it. You can change jobs or you can change the atmosphere. I mean, you can look at your boss and go, I fire you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and I replace you with someone better like me. You say, can you do that? You bet you can. I have favor. Everywhere I go, I have favor. I, now, let me tell you something. Lisa will tell you what I'm going to tell you is true. It's true. I do this all the time. We get on an airplane one day, we're in coach. The lady looks at me and goes, who are you? And I went, why did you ask? She goes, oh. So they moved me to the seat behind first class. Lisa would not come up with me. And she brought, she's kept going into first class and bringing me food. There was no seat for me. See her faith? There's so, there's so much favor on me that the stewardess thinks that I own the airliner. And I knew what she was thinking. This guy's one of those people who, who come and check us out to see how we're doing. So I dropped a couple of aviation hints and she got real scared. She's bringing me food from first class and feeding me. And Lisa went, that's just wrong. I went, 
Would you like some filet mignon? <laughs> I'm being serious. Why can't you have favor everywhere you go? Why can you not? Say, I have favor with God and man. Jesus had favor. Adam had favor. You can have favor. You can have favor. According to your faith, be it unto you. I'm just getting cranked up. I'm just getting started. I'm just now getting started. Okay, go to go go to go to go to go to go to Matthew. Oh, don't do that. Okay. All right, let me just read that. Mm -mm -mm. Go to James chapter three. Before you go to James, I'm, I'm going to read another psalm before I get into that. I want to read a psalm. I'm going to read something to you because I, I want you to grasp what I'm fixing to say to you. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners and seats in the seat of scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he mutters, meditates day and night. That man will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. He brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf will not weather, and whatever he puts his hand to will prosper. What is going on here? The moment you make up your mind to let your mind fill your mind with God's thoughts out of the abundance of your heart. You, you need to quit the speaking part until you get the soul full. Don't run around going, I said it, I said it, I said it. No, but your head's full of mud. Listen to me. Get your head and get your head thinking right. Think, think right. Think right about your spouse. Think Write about your children. Think right about your job. I love my job. I have favor here. I'm blessed. Whatever I put my hand to prospers. And they recognize greatness when I walk in. In Jesus' name. Now I got to tell my joke. When you're in Hawaii, you understand that, and, and Cody will tell you this is true. All of the chickens are wild. Because during the hurricanes, all the chicken coops blow down, chickens go wild, and chickens everywhere. Chickens in public, chickens in Winn-Dixie, chickens everywhere. And I saw a chicken in the road, and I told Lisa, why did the chicken die in the middle of the road? Because he is cocky. That was good. Now, how did I get off on that? I have no idea. No idea, but it was, I just thought it was a good time to tell my joke. So, so God has a book of thoughts. What would happen if you started thinking his thoughts? You'd have what he has. This is not a religion. My pastor tells us we need to read our Bible more. I did not. I'm telling you that if you'll pick it up and swap your thoughts for his, you'll have what he has and not what you have. Whatever I put my hand to, say, whatever I put my hand to, shall prosper. That means that when everything's going wrong, you need to think right. Think. And I'm going to tell you something. You'll have to stop your head and go, 
no, you're not going to think that. No, I'm not going to think that. No, the Bible says don't take the thought, say it. Certainly don't say what you're thinking. You have a bad thought, shove it, shove it out with a good one. I think I've got to shove that thought out. If you can't think of one, read a good thought. Come on. Okay. You have seven more minutes. James chapter three. James three. Now we're going to get into the speaking part. Because after you do the thinking, even though God is sitting up there in heaven and he was thinking and thinking and thinking about elephants and thinking about butterflies and thinking about bananas and thinking about cherries and thinking about fish. He had all these thoughts, all these thoughts, all these thoughts, all these thoughts. God is up there thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And the Holy Spirit is hovering over the water and God's thinking and the Holy Spirit's going, say something. Now what I'm fixing to say to you is this. The Holy Spirit is right now waiting on you to say something. This is so good, I'm excited. James 3.1, my brethren, many of you don't need to become teachers. You're gonna receive a stricter judgment. You stumble in many things. If anyone doesn't stumble in what? He's a perfect man. Really? That's the clincher? Yes. What makes God God? Words. What makes the Bible? It's his words. Jesus is the word made flesh. Okay. What do animals not have? Words. They can't say nothing about the dog food. One dog says, what do you think about it? I can't say. (laughs) The horse goes, I'll buck him, but I can't say nothing about it. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. Get get it. I want you to get it. Get, get this. He's able to bridle your whole body. I was reading Dr. Paul Young Cho's book, and and he told Dr. Cho, he says, scientists have learned that the control center of the human is his voice. The thing that's controlling your body, sickness, wealth, death, life, is your voice. Jesus said, you can have what you say. Whether you like it or not, where you are right now is what you've been saying. You don't like where you are, change what you are saying. All right, okay, okay, I got to read this, I got to read this. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, they'll obey us, and then we turn their body. Look, ships. Although they are very large and are driven by fierce winds. Now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. The circumstances have nothing to do with whether the ship goes from Freeport to Nassau. The winds are not ruling the ship. 
Well, it's a bad day in the ocean. You don't know what kind of day I had today. My day was terrible. Pastor, you just have no idea what kind of day I had. I mean, I had winds coming from the northeast, south, and west, and they were, I mean, it was turbulent. And I'm going, what did you do with your mouth? The, the ship is not guided by the winds. The ship is guided by the pilot who is turning the rudder in the direction that he wants it to go. He just got through saying to you that where you are in life has to do with what you've been saying about what you've been going through. If you don't like where you are, change what you're talking about. Say, I'm blessed. Coming in, going out. Abraham, blessings are mine. I have favor with God and man. Glory be to God. Jesus is Lord. My God, don't tell me about your, I had a bad day. Shut up. You think ain't nobody ever had a bad day but you? Paul had a bad day and he didn't die. Peter had a bad day and he didn't die. Jesus had a bad day and did die and came back. Because he said he would. Boy, I've been talking about that. When you walk out the day, I want you to look at me and go, that was really good. Although they're so large, driven by where it is. Go to verse five. Even so, my tongue, it is not very big. It boasts great thing. I want you to see how big a forest a little fire will make. He's talking about the negative. You know, you want to screw your marriage up? Open your mouth. Hey, woman, where you been all day and where's my dinner? Bam. Why'd you hit me with a frying pan? Because your mouth. <laughs> Come on, ladies, I'm trying to help you. Where he needs to say, you are the most beautiful girl in the world. Flowers on the table. I love you. Thank you for dinner. Oh. Never mind. Women, I'm trying to help you. I'm the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is set up by members. It defiles the whole body. It's set on the fire. You know, we, I'm going to get ahead of myself right now. What's bitterness? It's something in you. It's a cesspool in you where you're puking on everyone. And you want to know why they don't like you. Why don't you give up your bitterness and start? Never mind. What would happen in the Middle East if the Arabs quit worrying about the? God would bless your dirt if you'd get right. Amen. The Jews aren't your problem. You know what? What's wrong in America? Everybody, somebody done me wrong. Honey, everybody I know, somebody done them wrong. I've been done wrong by people in church. You know what you do? You get over it. Because it'll eat you up. You get that in your tongue? Mm -mm. It'll kill you early. If you want to get healed in your body, you might want to clean your thinking and your mouth up. 
verse 7. Every kind of beast and bird have been tamed, but the tongue, and nobody can tame it. What's he talking about here? How important is it? It is the most important part of you. Now, let's go back to what Jesus said. Have the faith of God. Have faith like God has faith. If you say, you have what you say. Well, you're not going to change what you say till you change the way you think. You change the way, right now, this morning, you listen to me. You start changing the way you think and the way you talk. There's not a devil in hell stop you. Nobody can change the course that you set with your mouth. Not even God. Your tongue can take you to hell and God can't stop it. It's 12.01 and I'm done. That's pretty good. The Baptists have been out two minutes. Exactly. No, I'm teasing. I should. One more story. I wished I had one more story. I probably have a hundred more stories. I want, you to, I want you to think about what I said. I want you to, th- I want you to leave here and think about what you heard. I want you to open your Bible and I want you to read it. Jesus said, I could operate faith like God. Now, if he didn't say it, we'd think he was crazy. Because people today think Jesus is crazy and they're Christians. But he's not. The reason where I got this from is I've been reading Dr. Paul Youngie's book. And it, the, the title of his book is How I Grew My Church to One Million People. Now think about what I'm fixing to say. If you can't see what you can't see, you'll never see it. What is it you see? See your kids all going to hell? They will. See your marriage falling apart? You see yourself dead? You will. Can you change that? And Some people say, well, I don't want to get my hopes up. Yes, you do. Someone said they want one more story. You want one more story? I'm going to give it to you anyway. Say yes. Brother Hagen walked into a hospital room with a woman who had been preaching for years. And she said, Brother Hagen, I'm dying of cancer. Leave me alone. I'm 80-something. I'm ready to go. And he said, I'm not going to do it. Let God heal you and die then. But don't die sick. You've been preaching the gospel all your life. This doesn't give God glory. I'm going to lay my hands on you, but I need you. He's talking to the woman in the bed. I need you to get in agreement with what I'm fixing to pray. Do you want to live? And then do you want to live? She goes, yes, sir. He said, I'm going to pray that you'll live and not die. She said, okay, Brother Hagin, pray for me. He prayed for her. You know what happened? Nothing. But she reached on the bedside and she pulled out a pad. And she began to write a sermon of what she was going to preach when she got out of that bed. And she'd be laid in that bed and planned the next year of her life. 
And within several months, she got out of there and she died a ripe old age of 90-something without sickness or disease because she chose to lay in a bed and plan her days ahead. Though the doctor said, you're dying, she said, I'm not. Woo, say, I got some planning to do. I got some places to go. I got things to do. Glory to God. My best days are ahead of me. My best days are ahead of me. My best days are ahead of me. Can we do it? He said you can. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm preaching my guts out. And I'm just getting started. We, we got to get more into this. Now, I gotta, I'm going to tell you what's coming ahead. What's ahead? What do you think happened in the Old Testament when Jacob looked at Laban and said, I'll take all of the speckled and spotted sheep that come from the solid sheep. And Laban went, stupid, I'll do that. But he took wood and he cut it with his knife so the sheep and goats could see speckled and spotted. And when they saw it, they had speckled and spotted babies. I I can't preach that right now. I'm out of time. But what are speckled and spotted? Scriptures are what God wants you to look at. If you'll look at it, you become it. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.